0: Welcome to the Sam the Answer Man podcast. For thirty years, Sam Ventola has been an attorney, hearing officer, professor, and mediator. Now he's here to answer your legal questions. Sam the Answer Man, law made simple. Here's your hosts, Sam and Gina Ventola. Hey
1: everybody, I'm Gina. And I'm Sam. And welcome to Sam the to tell you fans that I'm representing my favorite college football team today of course the significance of the red indicates the University of Alabama Crimson Tide roll tide but the jacket the houndstooth on this represents the greatest coach in college history
0: And she she just loves to rub it in that I went to the University of Colorado when college football season comes along. But that's all right. We get along anyway.
1: Well, speaking of contentious type matters, um, let's talk about litigation.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: So I hear this all the time. Someone will come up to me and say, hey, Gina, I have this problem. Someone's made me mad. Can I sue them for it?
0: So do I tell him?
1: Well, uh, I don't tell him anything because I'm not an attorney. I say talk to him.
0: The, technically, anybody can sue anybody for anything or for no reason at all. A lawsuit is created by the filing of what's called a complaint. Um, and once that complaint is filed, nobody checks to see if it's uh, good enough at the very beginning. So once that's filed, yes, theoretically, the lawsuit is, is created. However, how far it gets is another issue.
1: So they don't even check for what's called standing, right? Like that you are the right person
0: to be suing, right? Normally not. I mean, the federal courts actually will test certain jurisdictional things at the very beginning, but that's sort of the exception. And you have to look, when you talk about litigation, you have to talk about what court you're talking about. So, For the most part, there's um, four basic places that somebody might file a lawsuit. Um, One is small claims court, and that's a court where you just file your lawsuit. The other side comes in to respond, and you have a trial that day. Lawyers are not allowed, and you um, simply argue your case before the judge. The judge enters a ruling, and that's it. And it's designed to keep the cost very low. In Colorado, the amount of controversy has to be under $7,500, but, that's the quickest and cheapest uh, way of filing a case if you file a small claims court. One step up from that is called county court, and that uh, can only apply to cases that are worth 15,000 or less. And in those cases, sometimes lawyers are allowed, but oftentimes it's meant to keep be simple enough that uh, people can do it themselves without a lawyer. And there are a lot of cases in county court. Eviction cases are typically heard in county court. And um, again, it's not quite as fast as um, as small claims court. You do have to come back for a later trial, but the procedures are very much streamlined and it's designed to be low cost and doable for people who are not attorneys. Um, then the next level uh, is either in state or federal court, what's called district court. And that has a limited jurisdiction and there the procedures are much more cumbersome. Uh, Really, you would be very hard-pressed to do it if you were not an attorney to try to do it yourself. And the cases go on for a long time, and they're a lot more expensive.
1: And the trial date's like a year out, right?
0: Typically, in both state, uh, Colorado, and federal court, they try to set the cases um, within a year. Um, And so the initial trial date is normally set within a year. One thing, you know, you have to understand about the court process is that Judges can always change things, and they frequently do for the convenience of the court. And so even though in state or federal court, you receive a trial date that says your case is going to go to trial on this date, the, the courts will actually have set several different cases to be tried at the same time. If all of them go to trial, they can't all be set at the same time. And the court will simply tell some of the people okay, we're continuing your case, your case is going to have to be heard later. And they very often don't tell you that. I've had cases where they didn't tell us that until the day of trial. And so, um, again, the court is very conscious of preserving public resources and its own resources, doesn't really care too much about um, the litigants or the attorneys. And so even though you can, you know you spent all the time, maybe you brought in witnesses from out-of-state, et cetera, et cetera, you may find out when the case goes to trial that it's going to get continued. But at least initially the cases are typically set um, within one year. That's the goal that they have.
1: So let's back up a little bit. So we've talked about basically the long view of litigation from time the suit is filed into trial, Right. what happens in between?
0: So I'm going to be talking, I won't be talking about uh, county court cases or small claims cases because that's not typically the cases that we do. But, yeah, because they
1: could, I mean, Judge Judy is an excellent example of, I would think, small claims court.
0: Right. That's people's court, judge Judy, that's meant to sort of replicate the um, small claims court process. Um, Our cases are are the district court cases um, that go on for a long time. So um, the, the first thing that happens after the complaint is filed is generally you have 21 days to file an answer. And no matter what level of court you're talking about, the most important thing I can tell anybody involved in the litigation process is do not fail to file an answer. Do not fail to respond to the complaint. So many times I see clients come to me and say, I have this problem. I was sued. I didn't really do anything about it. Now there's judgment. After a judgment is issued against you, it's going to be very, very difficult for you to contend um, that it shouldn't have been issued. And you have waived a lot of your defenses, maybe all of them. So it is absolutely essential that you do something to get an answer in if you are sued, no matter matter whether it be small claims, county, district, or district, or federal court. So having said that, so after the answer is filed, the courts expect the attorneys to sort of work on what the discovery process would be. And discovery is a term that we use for the process of getting information before trial.
1: Like evidence.
0: In evidence. Way. Right. And and you of course will already have probably some of evidence already, but this is your opportunity to try to get evidence from the other side or from other sources. So typically this involves what we call written discovery, which are like interrogatories or requests for production.
1: That's a big word right there.
0: So interrogatories are written questions that you can send to the other side and they have thirty five days to respond and the they'll answer all of your questions. Hopefully. Under oath. Under oath. However, the, the, the limitation of the interrogatory process is really it's the lawyers answering them and some lawyers are very slippery and they'll do everything they can to prevent you get from getting a comprehensible answer out of these um, interrogatory questions. So, but they have some use. Um, and then request for reduc- production, you can say, give me all your documents of this category. And again, you know, you'll get a response back in 35 days sometimes it's very obtuse um, but hopefully you'll get documents that you need from the other side that way This is all what's part of called part of the discovery conference process and what the, what the attorneys do in the beginning of part of the case is they decide what that process is going to look like how many interrogatories are we going to be able to have how many how many uh, requests for production uh, that kind of thing
1: and requests for production would be like... Documents. Documents.
0: Typically. But you can ask for production of physical things as well, or for entry on land. So another um, aspect of discovery is depositions or subpoenas. So depositions can be either of the other party or third parties. Um, If you're a third party, you can go serve them with what's called a subpoena and have them produce documents or have them show up for deposition. Uh, And you can also bring the other party in for deposition. And we did a tape on depositions. Yes,
1: we did a podcast
0: on depositions. There's more there about what that process involved, but basically it involves people having to come into Usually, an attorney's office, um, court reporters there, and, and questions are asked. And, and that's deemed u- more useful than interrogatory sometimes, just because, you know, if they're giving you squirrely answers, you can follow up and, uh, and try to get the answers you want. Um, so, anyway, in the, in the initial process, the attorneys are coming to an agreement or, or taking positions as to how many depositions should be allowed, what kind of written discovery should be allowed, and then within a month or so after the case is, it, it, the answer has been filed, the court will have a conference where um, they bring the attorneys in. There are a couple judges that make the clients come in, um, and you have a conference about, okay, what are we going to allow in terms of discovery? Then you have a delay of eight or nine months or so, um, where you're doing discovery and then getting ready for trial. Um, in that process, a lot of courts require parties to go to mediation. I like that. We also have tapes about mediation. Um, typically people don't do that until the end of the process, very close to court, uh, very close to trial, um. As we've said in our other tape, there are reasons why you might want to do that sooner than that. But in a lot of courts, you're required to go to mediation at some point. There's also the possibility of filing of written motions, and um, typically uh, they're like what's called a motion for summary judgment. A motion for what sum- in the world is that? <laughs> yeah, a motion for summary judgment is basically a motion to the court that says, under the law, no matter what the disputed facts are, I win. So you have to basically say, even if the other side uh, is telling the truth, I still win. Now, if the other side says, you know, something outlandish, but they have their own testimony establishing it, that are probably preclude you from being able to get summary judgment. But if this dispute is simply a... Um, a legal one, or if the other side has completely been unable to obtain evidence to support its position, you may be able to get a motion for summary judgment, and that's a motion you can file basically at any time during the, um, during the uh, case process, as long as it's not too close to trial, to say to the judge, basically dismiss this case. There's, there's also something called a motion to dismiss that's very similar. It's basically under the law. Uh, I, the case should be dismissed. It can't stand up. So those are, those are um, motions that can be filed in certain cases if, um, if there's not disputed facts that prevent them.
1: Okay. So can we do kind of a real life um, example of this? Let's say I'm in a car accident and I go after, I sue the person behind me. Now, now do I sue the person, or do
0: I sue their insurance company? Well, that's a good question. So in a case of a personal injury, people think that they're suing their insurance company. You're actually not. You're actually technically suing the other person, and it's the other person who you have to serve with the lawsuit, um, not the insurance company. And there's an exception to that for car accidents where you can sue serve the insurance company uh, on behalf of the named insured, on behalf of the other driver, if you can't find them. But generally, you're supposed to su- serve... The other driver, not the insurance company. However, the insurance company will then be notified by the other driver. They'll come in. They'll hire a lawyer and 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 defend it. But it's always in the name of the of the other driver, and it's kind of a funny sort of uh, theater kind of thing in the sense that the hope. Process um, involves sort of pretending that it's the other driver who's defending it, and you're not supposed to talk about the fact that there's insurance involved, even though even though it is, and probably most of the jurors know that there is.
1: Now you're talking about serving. Okay, so what papers are being served, and who's serving them?
0: So when you file a complaint, the case doesn't start until you serve that complaint. So you ha- you 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 can't do it yourself. The person who's a party to the case can't serve it, but you can get a process server or a sheriff. Or anybody who's who's not a party to the case can go and go to the place where that person lives or wherever you can find them and hand them the uh, hand them the complaint and a couple other documents that are filed with the complaint um, and serve them in that way.
1: And so, as you said, then that's when the twenty one days rolls,
0: right? After that they the have to
1: respond, and if they don't respond. What they, you, you get
0: what's called a default judgment, which basically says, I served this, they didn't respond, I get judgment. And again, a default judgment eliminates all defenses. It, it, basically, they get everything they're asking for, and you don't have any ability to defend it.
1: And that's why you say it's that's the, the worst position to take is to do nothing. Right.
0: Never, never, ever let the answer deadline so slip.
1: always respond. Okay, so... The driver responds. He says, I slammed on my brakes, and that's what caused the accident. What happens after that? So that's,
0: and uh, presumably you say you didn't, and so that's the kind of a factual dispute that's going to preclude any kind of motion to dismiss or summary judgment. Basically, that's something that the jury has to decide. Now, a case is decided by a jury if... Most cases are decided by a jury if either side had asked for a jury. And one thing I have to remind clients of is even though you have to pay an extra fee to ask for a jury, I always advise them it's a good idea to do it. A lot of times the clients don't want to do it, but then I've had clients down the road say, get mad at the judge for some ruling or something and say, I want a jury. And it's like, you can't now, you have to make the jury demand at the very beginning. So it's always, it's always a good idea to go ahead and do that. In case you get mad about something later on at the judge. But anyway, so um, that's a case that's gonna have to be decided by the jury. So there will be case management conference, There'll be uh, arguments by the lawyers about what discovery should be allowed. Then the court will showcase what's called a case management order, um, making a ruling as to what discovery will be allowed. Then you'll have interrogatories, you'll have depositions. Um, You might have experts. So another thing that happens is in in a lot of cases is parties will say, okay, here are the experts that I'm going to bring, and here are their reports, here's what they're gonna say. Um, and then there might be depositions of the experts. There might be depositions of the parties. Sometimes they are. Sometimes the case is, not, is small enough that um, people don't bother to take depositions of the experts or even the parties. Um, and then...
1: So all that's done. And we're gearing up for trial. Right. And we take it to the jury. And the jury issue renders a verdict. Right. A judge renders a ruling. So there is no jury ruling and there's no judge's Technically, the verdict. word verdict
0: only applies if it's a jury. Um, judge will issue findings and conclusions. It's often called. Um, but uh, if, if the case is to be cited by a jury, they issue a verdict. Otherwise, the judge will issue a ruling. And in a case where a jury, verdict ha- jury has issued a verdict, a judge may still issue a ruling. A judge may say, well, you know, um, there wasn't a basis for the jury to do that, so I'm going to order a new trial or I'm going to order uh, – judgment for the other party, um, just depending on what the facts are and what, what the law says about that situation. So there's a lot of complexity to it. It's part of the reason why it's very difficult for somebody um, to by themselves represent themselves in a district court case.
1: So what you're saying is if you need to sue someone or feel need to sue someone, they should come talk to you. Yes. Or if you have received papers being sued, they should talk
0: to you. Definitely. Before, before they answer. Definitely.
1: So there you have it. Um, Sam has written a great article on this, on the whole litigation process. And it's on our website in the bottom right corner under recent blogs. And we have others. You can look on our um, podcast. We have another podcast pertaining to just depositions that, um, Can give you some valuable information that we didn't really go into detail here because we went into detail there but either way if you have any questions email sam sam at sam that is the best way to reach him and to reach us you can see us on youtube subscribe to our sam the answer man youtube channel we're also on facebook you can go out and like our facebook page and get more information that way, get some maybe some exclusive content. That's kind of fun. Um, and secondly, we're on other social media channels, such as, you. well, I mentioned YouTube. So YouTube and LinkedIn and um, Instagram. Yeah, we post a lot of these little clips from these podcasts on Instagram. So you can follow us there. So we are everywhere. And that's not even mentioning the audio ones. Right. We have Anchor and Stitcher and iTunes. You can find us. We are everywhere. So check us out and thanks for listening or watching. We love our fans. Thank you so much for your support.
0: Bye-bye. Bye. If you would like to discuss your legal issue with Sam, please contact Ventola Law at 303-864-9797 or check out our website at www.ventolalaw.com. Ventola Law, mediation and legal representation at an expert level.